Okay, so today's daf is uh, Samech Gimel. We are on Samech Bet, Amud Bet. We are about nine lines from the bottom of the uh, Amud where we left off yesterday, Tanur Abanan. Shnei Yisrael Yom HaKippurim Shachatan B'chutz Ad Shelo Yigwil Alehen Chayav Al Shnehen Mishigwil Alehen Chayav Al Shershem Upatush Al Shel Azazel so, uh, so the thing is now it's, it's what the Gemara is discussing now is not about the Avodah Yom Kippur itself, but a secondary issue, which is the issue of uh, korbanot that are brought, what's called shchutechutz, korbanot that are brought outside the Bet HaMikdash. A person is liable for, uh, for, the, for a violation, a violation of an Isur Deoraita, biblical prohibition, offering a korbanot at the Bet HaMikdash. So the question is, the status of these seirim is somewhat uh, uh, not clear. It's ambiguous because we don't know which one is going to be designated for the seir l'ashem. Obviously, the seir l'azazel is not really a korban. So if a person were to slaughter it outside the Bet HaMikdash, he's not going to be liable for that because it's not really a korban. But a uh, but the seir uh, l'ashem is. So what about when they are now? And we're putting aside the question of the fact that he's doing it on Yom Kippur, which obviously you know, which obviously is a violation of Yom Kippur. But so that that's a separate issue. We're just focusing on the issue of shchutechutz. Let's assume that the person forgot that it was Yom Kippur or whatever, <clears throat> and they did uh, shchu, they did this uh, the prohibition of shchutechutz. So the question is. If this two, if it's before the Kohen Gadol has de- designated which one is Lashem and which one is Lazazel, either one that he slaughters outside the Bet Hamikdash is going to be liable. But once he has already designated, so then the one that's Shelshem, of course, that's a Korban. So since he slaughtered it outside the Bet Hamikdash, it will be liable. But the Azazel not because it's not really a Korban. So the question is: Says why would you be liable for slaughtering the korban these um, these sirim outside the Bet Hamikdash? They're not really yet korbanot. They're not really meaning that. So Rashi says, the mechasre kol matan uh, um, oh no, that, that's before. That's after. Right. Sorry about that. No, the, that's the previous Rashi it says that is the question is what is the type of korban that they would be they could possibly become if they are uh, you know prior to being designated. Right. The question is how are they really korbanot <coughs> prior to being designated as seir l'ashem and seir l'azazel? They're just two goats. They have, you know, we know that they're going to be korbanot, but what? But we don't know what they're going to be. So how can you? They don't really have a fixed designation. So why would you be chayav? So it says, Since either one could potentially be, in other words, it's true that they haven't yet done right. They they, they were they could they didn't do the the lottery yet to determine which one is Lashem and which one is Lazazil. So technically, neither one is really the one Lashem because there hasn't been any. Uh, lottery done. But what they could have been was they could have designated it as the Seir Anasa Bachutz, which is the other Seir. In other words, the Seir that's part of the Musaf of Yom Kippur, not the Seir that the, because there's, there's more, there's an, the, there's a Seir that's done as the, uh, part of the Musaf. We always say, you know, every Musaf is Seir Zimachad We have that on Yom Kippur also. That's not a, that's a regular Chatat, not the one that goes into the Kodesh HaKodeshim. Regular Chatat. So it could have become, so either one of them could have been repurposed to be that, since it was designated to be a Korban. It just wasn't specifically designated for which kind of Korban it's going to be, right? So therefore, could have been one of the, it could have been a Seir Nasalach Bachutz. Right, so the, uh, the so it says umay so and so then it says umay shna. So um, 
So Umaishin Al Sayonasabifnim de la Mhus de Mhusar Hagrala, Sayonasabuchutz Nami Lochaze, the Mechasoyavodatayom. But the problem is it doesn't really work. Why? Because you could argue, in other words, why can't why didn't we argue a very simple thing? If I take these two goats before one is designated for Hashem, one is designated for Azazel, and I take them out, one of them outside the Bitamagash and I slaughter it, I'll say, Oh, it could have been that, that would have been the Lashem. Because I didn't do the the Goral yet, so I don't know which one was going to be Lashem. Could have been it was Lashem. So that, that should be the reason. Why do I have to come on to the reason that it could have been the other Sa'ir that's brought outside? Right? So you'll tell me, oh, the reason is because it's, we, since we didn't do the lottery yet, so that lottery is the one that determines which one is Lashem and which one is Lazazel. And so since it wasn't done yet, you can't really say that this Sa'ir that you took outside the Beit HaMikdash and slaughtered it was going to be the one that was Lashem, because there was no Goral done yet. Well, I can say the same thing about the Sa'ir, the Hanasah B'chutz, the one, meaning the other Sa'ir, the, the third Sa'ir that usually we don't talk about, the one that's part of the Musaf of the day, right? That one also couldn't have been done. Yet. Why not? Because it comes at a certain stage in the process. When is the Musaf offered of Yom Kippur? After all the special Avodah of Yom Kippur is offered. Then the Kohen Gadol switches back into Big Day Zahav and he does the Musafit. Okay, that's done by Big Day Zahav. It's part of it because it's something that's in common with all Chagib. Right? So why don't we... So in both cases we can't really say that this goat really could have been... The you know could have been one of these korbanot because we can't say it could have been the seir l'ashem because there was no lottery done yet. We also can't say it could have been the seir that was part of the musaf because we didn't get up to that yet. So how could it have been the seir that was done for musaf? It wasn't all the preliminaries have to be done yet. The order of the avodah has to be done in order, right? So there, so neither one it should be. So the gemara answers that kasavar chizda and mechusar zman lebo bayom. There's a difference between the issue of the goral and the issue of the uh, an issue of timing because the goral defines which korban is going to be lashem and which which of the animals is going to be azazel. it defines it before you have that goral there neither one has any designation but the seira nasa bachutz if you have I mean, not bachutz outside the bet mikdash meaning it's done on the regular mizbech the regular chatat which is part of the musafin that one even though there's a specific timing when it's supposed to be offered, we wouldn't say it's not a korban until that time. We wouldn't say it's not because it's going to be offered that day. It's just supposed to be offered a little bit later. But we wouldn't say that, oh, because you took it outside of the Beit HaMikdash and you slaughtered it earlier than it was supposed to be slaughtered, it wasn't a korban yet. We wouldn't say that. Whereas when it comes to the goral, we'd say neither one was defined as a korban until such time as you actually did the goral. You have to actually do something, in other words, to define it that way. But they the, were selected already for this purpose. They were selected. One of them is going to be... In other words, what he's saying that's very interesting is, he's saying it's not... That, in other words, if you took the two sirim yes. outside and one of them you took, you took outside the Beit you slaughtered it, the reason why you're chayav is not because that might have been the one that's Lashem. Right. Because since the Goral wasn't done, neither of them had that yet. The reason why was because that could have been the one that would have been offered as part of the Musaf. That doesn't require Goral for that. Ah, but it's out of order. It doesn't matter that it's out of order. You could have saved it and brought it as the Musaf. So since it had the potential to be that Korban of the Musaf, that wouldn't require a lottery to designate it. You could just bring it, right? So therefore, it's considered a Korban brought outside the Beit HaMikdash. But once you designate with the Goral and you say, this one is Lashem and this one is Lazazel, so now the one Lashem for sure is a Korban and the one Lazazel for sure isn't a Korban, right? That, the intention doesn't matter? That the intention was that it's going to be for Lashem? What do you mean the intention? For Lashem. 
Right, but it does. But we don't know which one yet. So we don't know which one yet. The prohibition we're talking about here is slaughtering a korban outside the Beit Hamikdash. If you have these two sigurim in front of you, and one of them is definitely not going to be a korban, because it's going to be lazazel. So if you took one of them randomly and you slaughter it outside, I don't know if that was going to be the lashem or lazazel, right? But so so then why would it be that you would be liable for for slaughtering a korban outside the Beit Hamikdash? Not because it might have been the one Lashem, because that wasn't determined yet. The reason is because it might have been part of the Musaf. You could have used it as part of the Musaf, and since, and since it had the potential to be part of the Musaf, which wouldn't require the lottery to designate it, so it's like you offered a Korban outside the Beit HaMikdash. But once you did the lottery and you decided this one is Lashem and this one is Lazazel, so then it's obvious which one is a Korban and which one is not. Okay? That's, that's what the Rav Chizda is saying. So remember, there's three Sirim, there's three. There's two, the one that's the one that goes in the Kodesh HaKodeshim, the one that goes over the cliff, and then there's a regular one that you have every Yom Tov, that the Sirim Echad Echad Okay? Now, Amar Avina, Avina said, in other words, so the answer of Rav Chizda was, En Zman Since that could have been part of the Musaf, even though we're not up to the Musaf yet, because it's still early, um, the fact is that it could have been part of the Musaf, so it's considered a Koban. Fine. Now, Amar Avina, Avina said, now you're telling me that what? That means that this korban is not really considered a korban until the goral is done. Meaning to say that it's like there's something missing in the korban. So we wouldn't hold you liable for offering one, those, one of those two sirim outside the Beit HaMikdash before the Hagrala was done, if not for the fact that it could have been part of the Musaf. Meaning, just based on the idea that it would have been the Seir Lashem, that goes in the Kodesh HaKodeshim, that it could have been, that's not enough to say that uh, it's considered a Korban yet. Why? Because since the Hagrala hasn't been done, that Goral was not done yet, so it's like there's a defect in the Korban. It's not really a full Korban. Not really a full Korban yet. So you see that. So it says, Hadam Rav Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Shalamim Shechadam Gosh, Niftachud Latot Eichal Pzulin, Shenemar Veshachato Petach Oel Moed, Bezman Shu Patuch, Oel Bezman Shu Naul. There's another halacha that Ashlamim that was, that was slaughtered before the doors of the Eichal open, because in the morning they open the doors of the Kodesh, not the Kodesh of Kodeshim. Doors of the Kodesh, they're open. You have to, they have to open the doors of the Eichal before any Korban is brought. If a person slaughters a Korban prior to the opening of those doors, it is Pasul, because it has to be Petach Oel Moed at the door of the old Moed and it wouldn't be at the door of the old Moed but so according to that so according to that if any time you're lacking any condition that's the point Anytime you're lacking any condition for the korban to be offered, it's not considered fully vested as a korban, and therefore if you slaughter it outside the Beit HaMikdash, you will not be liable. If that's true, then if somebody takes a korban shlamim, or korban ola, or whatever, and goes outside the Beit HaMikdash, and slaughters it before they open the doors of the Echal in the morning, also it shouldn't be considered a korban outside the Beit HaMikdash, because since one of the conditions necessary for the korban to be offered was not met, shouldn't be a korban. Just like you said, that since the, uh, since the lottery was not yet done, we can't say that the Korban Lashem is one of these, uh, is one of these Sirim because it didn't yet have the qualification of the, uh, of the Goral, of the lottery. So, the, so it should be the same logic behind the closed doors. So what's the reason? That since the doors are not open yet, that's lacking in an action. In other words, there's a pre According to what Rav Chizda is basically saying, all conditions for this korban to be a korban have to be in place in order to say that the korban was offered outside the Beit HaMikdash. If there's a condition missing, 
and you offer the korban outside the and you slaughter the korban outside the bet mikdash, then it's not considered that you slaughtered the korban outside the bet mikdash because under those conditions you couldn't have done it inside the bet mikdash either, because there was a problem, right? Because the doors weren't open, because whatever. Okay, so the point is that since there is a condition missing, any time there's a condition missing of that korban, then it's not considered a fully, uh, you know, fully a korban that if you slaughter it outside the bet mikdash, you're going to be liable. Now. The question is, do we really look at the potential? Because before, what did he say? He said, since it could have been the Seir of the Musaf, so you offered it outside the Beit HaMikdash. Once you do the Goral and you decide this one is Hashem, this one is Azazel, it's clear. But before that, they couldn't have been either because the Goral wasn't done. So they, but they could have been the Musaf Seir. So now he's saying, if, we, if we're looking at potential, so then, is that really true that Rav Chizda said that? What if, what's the halacha? If a person takes a korban Pesach on the rest of the days of the year, meaning not on Erev Pesach after Chatot, any other time, when you're not supposed to bring a korban Pesach, he brings something that was designated as a korban Pesach, could, any time it's not, there's actually a machloket about that in the morning, so that's why I'm avoiding that, but any other day, okay, just to make it simple, he takes something that's designated as a Korban Pesach and he offers it outside the Beit HaMikdash. If it's Lishmo Pator, why is Lishmo Pator? Lishmo here is better. Why? Because you can't offer a Korban Pesach on January 10th. There's no, there's no Korban Pesach. So you did it Lishmo, Lishem Korban Pesach outside the Beit HaMikdash. It's just stupidity what you did. You did, uh, uh, there's no Korban Pesach in the middle of, you know, on, on that day. So there's no way that that Korban Pesach would be kasher. If you do it Lishmo, it's not considered that you did a Korban Pesach outside the Beit HaMikdash. You just did nothing. Because you can't do a Korban. There is no Korban Pesach on that day. However, if you did it Shilolishmo Chayav, if you did it Shilolishmo, it would be Chayav. Meaning why? Because what happens to a Korban Pesach when it's not the right time? It becomes a Shlamim. So since it becomes a Shlamim, if you offer, you designate it as a Korban Pesach, but you slaughtered it the Shem Shlamim outside the Beit HaMikdash on, I don't know, July 5th, whatever, in the middle of the summer, Okay, so what will happen to that? It, will, it would have been a shlamim. If it were in the Beit HaMikdash, it would have been a shlamim. But because it's outside the Beit HaMikdash, it's going to be a korban outside the Beit HaMikdash. If you offered it Lishem Pesach, there is no Pesach today. So even in the, right, even in the Beit, right, it doesn't matter. Even if you brought it into the Beit HaMikdash, it wouldn't have been a korban Pesach. So when you do it outside the Beit HaMikdash, it's nothing. But if you offer it the Shem Shlamim, which if you had walked into the Beit HaMikdash and done it, it would have been a Korban Shlamim, and now you did it outside. So now it's going to be a, a, a violation of offering the Korban outside. That's what he said. But the question is this, that according to that, according to that, Ta'amad de Shilolishmo, the reasoning is because it's Shilolishmo, meaning that he said, I'm doing it Shilolishmo, meaning because Hastamalishmohu Upatur. The implication is that if I specifically go and say I'm offering this Lishem Shlamim, so then it's actually, it could have been a valid Korban and I did it outside the Beit HaMikdash, it's no good. But Stama Lishmohu Upatur. But the implication is if I said nothing and I did it outside the Beit HaMikdash, then it would be, I would be Patur because the assumption is that I meant for it to be a Korban Pesach. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. So it says. So the question is, Why don't we say the th- same thing that we said before? You said that if I take one of the two goats that really were supposed to be candidates for the lottery of Yom Kippur, and I take it outside, the, the lottery hasn't been done yet. I take it into the outside the Beit Hamikdash and I slaughter it. You said, oh, you know why that's considered a korban? What you just did. Since the lottery wasn't done yet, it couldn't have been the korban Hashem yet. But since it could have been part of the musaf, it could have been. So therefore, it's considered a korban that you offered outside the Beit HaMikdash because it could have been part of the Musaf. Why don't we say here, I took a korban Pesach outside, 
Okay, and I slaughter it and I didn't say anything. So you say, well, because it was a Korban Pesach and it's July 10th, obviously it's not a Korban Pesach, right? But I could have made it a Shlamim. So why don't we say could have, just like I could have made that goat, the Musaf, I could have made this, right? The potential should define it. So it says, Achiyashta no comparison, because Hatam Bayakira, Hailobakira, it's a different story, because the Pesach has a designation. Designation is Pesach. So I have to consciously uproot it. Akira means I have to uproot the, the, the designation. It's designated as a Pesach. As Pesach. Words, Meaning, it was a korban pesach. It was designated to be my korban pesach for next year or last year or whatever. Isn't it the power of intention stunned that you did not say anything? That's what he's saying. But it, the, when I designated it, I made it a korban pesach. It's sitting there. It's a korban pesach. I went and slaughtered it. I didn't say anything. So what do I assume? Do I say, well, since it could have been a shlamim if I brought in the Beit Hamikdash? He says we don't say that. Don't Why? Right, because I didn't say shlamim. So I slaughtered it as what it was, and what was it? A pesach. So therefore, it was not a good korban. So it wouldn't have been a good Korban in the Beit HaMikdash either. So outside the Beit HaMikdash, I'm not going to be liable. But over here, there's no designation in the Seir, except that it's going to be a Korban in some generic way. I didn't define it as which one it was going to be because there was no, there was no process of de- specific designation. So it could have been the, the Musafin, the Seir of the Musaf. And that's why I would be liable. You can't. It's talking about a violation the person did. They did the wrong thing. They took... Right. That's, that's the whole point. You're not allowed to bring a korban past any korban out of the Beit But if you bring a korban that isn't valid anyway, if you brought a korban that would have been valid if you brought it to the Beit HaMikdash and you did it outside instead, you're violating the Torah. If you do a korban outside that you would have been invalid anyway, so then you're not doing anything. That's the point. So korban Pesach right today... Outside the Beit HaMikdash, even in the Beit HaMikdash wouldn't be anything. Because there's no Korban Pesach today. That's, that's, that's what it's saying. Now, this is just a technicality. That according to Rabbah Barshimi, his version was that Rabbah made the statement and had the answer that we, and, and they asked the question and he answered what we answered. In other words, instead of Rav Chizda, he had Rabbah. Okay? It's just, uh, they like to preserve the, which, which Chachamim said what? That's just, they had different text. Now Rav Dimi said, and then very interesting. This is the opposite extreme. In other words, according to this, if you slaughter the Korban Pesach outside the Beit HaMikdash on a day that is not the Korban Pesach, day, any other day of the year, 364 days of the year, okay, if the person did that, even Shelolishmo, he's also Patur. Even though that Shelo Lishmo, you could make it a Shlamim if you brought it into the, into the Beit HaMikdash, but it will be Patur. Amar Abdimi, Amrita Shemata, Kamed Rabbi Yirmiya. Rav Dimi said, I said this in front of Rabbi Yirmiya, Bishlam Lishmo. It makes sense to say that if you did it Lishmo, he slaughtered it at slowly Shema. What do you mean? It was a Korban Pesach. We, it's, we're talking about it specifically designated as Pesach. Otherwise, we don't have a question. When you did this Shechita. That's Stam. If he said nothing, that's Stam. If he said Shlomo Shema, he said Shlomo Shema. 
So now it says, So we asked the question, basically the same logic as before. Why would Rabbi Yochanan say that if you take this thing, it's a Korban Pesach. If I took it into the Bet HaMikdash today, if there were a Bet HaMikdash, I went into the Bet HaMikdash today and I said, I'm doing this with Shem Shlamim, I'll get another Korban Pesach for the next Pesach. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring it as a Shlamim. So then what will happen? I'll become a Shlamim. Okay, so so therefore, if I do it outside the Beit Hamikdash, why am I patur if I slaughter it outside the Beit Hamikdash and the Shem Shlamim? I could have brought it in the Beit Hamikdash, made it the Shem Shlamim. So he said, "Va'amarli akirat chutz lav shema akirat." Very interesting chidush. He says it's true that you can take a korban pesach. This is Rabbi Yochanan's position. It's true that you could take a korban pesach into the Beit Hamikdash and say, "I'd like to recertify this as a korban shlamim." I'm going to repurpose it as a korban shlamim. You could do that. Because really, a Pesach is like a subcategory of a Shlamim. Okay. But you can't do that outside the Beit HaMikdash. That's only something that can be done when it's valid. But if you do it outside the Beit HaMikdash and say, I'm slaughtering this Korban Pesach, the Shem Shlamim, it doesn't uproot it from being a Pesach, because what you're doing is invalid anyway, and therefore you're slaughtering a Korban Pesach outside the Beit HaMikdash, and since it's not the day of Korban Pesach, you didn't do anything. And therefore you will not be liable. That's what Rabbi Yochanan's argument. It won't uproot the status of Pesach, he's saying. Right? Now, Now, when Ravin came, this is an, unlike Rav Dimi's version of what Rabbi Yirmiya said in the Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan. So obviously they both heard from Rabbi Yirmiya what Rabbi Yochanan said, but they heard different things. Right? Because Rav Dimi heard a very permissive view. This is Pesach, Okay, the exact opposite, that if you have a Korban Pesach and you slaughter it on any other day of the year outside the Beit HaMikdash, it is considered like a Korban being slaughtered outside the Beit Hamikdash, the opposite of what we just said. Why? Va'afilu lishmo, right? Meaning, even if you did it lishmo, right? Ve'hatnan mechusar zman ben begufo ben bebalim. But didn't we learn that if something is mechusar zman ben begufo ben bebalim, mechusar zman means it's lacking time. Means that korban begufo is less than eight days old. Right, so therefore you can't because it says it has to be umiyom hashemini vahalayotel korban shalashem has to be eight days old minimum. That's mechusasman begufo. You can't offer a korban like that, right? Or bebalim vezu mechusasman bebalim. What's a considered lacking time with the balim with the owners? Hazav hazav yoled v'amtsorash ekrivu chatatam v'ashamam bechutz peturin. So if you have some azav azava yoledet or mitzora, and um, Rashi actually adds here that it should say also nazir. Um, but uh, in order to, uh, because to cover the uh, the various kinds of uh, korbanot that are here. Okay, but uh, we'll see. Because it's going to say shlamim in a second. It says, right? Or if they offer their korbanot, chatat v'asham b'chutz peturin, olotehen v'shalmehen b'chutz chayavit. So the thing is, let's say you have a person who is zav or zava who's waiting for their clean days and they haven't gotten to the end of the process yet. Mitzvah is waiting for his time that he hasn't got the process yet. So he's still in the middle of it. If they bring their chatat or asham outside the Beit HaMikdash, it's not considered a korban. Why not? Because the time didn't come yet. That's called mechusar zman babalim. The time is lacking for the balim, meaning that they're not ready to bring that chatat and asham. Yeah, because let's not get into that. But let's, the point is, they're not ready yet. Right? They're not ready yet. So since they're not up to the time 
where they would be bringing the Chathat and Hashem, but they didn't finish the, the period of purification. And you can't bring a Chathat or Hashem whenever you want. It has to be done according to the mitzvah. There's never a Chathat Hashem that you bring of your own voluntary contribution. So what do we do here? We have a case where the Chathat and Hashem wasn't really a good korban at all, so it's, it's not going to be anything outside the Beit HaMikdash. However, the Olan Nishlamim, because they also bring Olan Shlamim, right? So for we know that uh, that's why it brings in, that really you should add the word Nazir here, because he's the only one who brings the Shlamim. But the point is, if they brought their Olan or Shlamim, outside the Beit HaMikdash, Chayavin. Why the Chayavin? Because since you could bring an Olan Shlamim anytime you want, Azav, Zavai, Yoledet, Mitzorat, who tells their friend, hey, buddy, uh, here's some money, go to go make a Korban for me, Korban Olan, the Beit HaMikdash, I can't go there, I'm, uh, you know, but I, he doesn't have to eat the Korban, he says, bring a Korban Olan, Nidava, anytime you want. He can do that, or he could say, I want to bring Korban Shlamim, go bring it and you eat it. I'm sponsoring it, I'm sponsoring Sudash Lishit this week. You know, go, do, well, it can't be on Shabbat, but, you know, he says, Ola Shlamim, go, 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 uh, do it. So, since he could do that any time, so if the, even though his obligation for Shlamim and Ola is not up yet, so he still owes a Korban, Ola or Shlamim, or whatever it is, on the day of his purification, Ola and Shlamim could be brought any day. So, therefore, if you bring it outside the Beit HaMikdash, it's always gonna be a Korban outside the Beit HaMikdash, because it could have been done in the Beit HaMikdash, even on that day, by that person. But if the Asham and Chatat are done too early, where there's no possibility of doing the Asham and Chatat in the middle of the purification, it can only be done at the end. So therefore, it's not going to be considered a valid Korban that was done outside the Beit HaMikdash. It's just going to be considered nothing. Okay, and what's the, and, and the Gemara goes on. Va'amar bartovi lo shanu This is only if it's done lishmo, meaning for the sake of the Korban. Aval shelo lishmo chayav. But if it was Shilolishmo, he would be liable. Meaning to say that if you bring the Asham outside the Beit HaMikdash, it's true that it would be uh, considered nothing. But that's only Lishmo if you brought it for the sake of an Asham, if you brought it for the sake of a Chatat. But let's say you brought it for the sake of a Shil- you decided, I'm, I'm bringing this Lashem Ola. Okay, I designated for Asham, I'm bringing this Lashem Ola. Since it could have been done in the Beit HaMikdash, yeah. right? So that's a different story. That's why he says, if you did it Shilolishmo, Chayav. So, so the point is like this, like we said before. In other words, this Asham, if I offer it as an Asham outside the Beit HaMikdash, and I'm not up to the time where I'm supposed to be bringing Asham, so it's like nothing I did outside the Beit HaMikdash. I wasted it. You know, but it's not a violation because it couldn't have been done in the Beit HaMikdash. But if I did it, Lishem Ola, since I could have sent somebody to do an Ola for me, even though I'm Tamei, doesn't matter. I could have done a Nidava contribution. So therefore, uh, it's, a, it's a valid Korban. He says, however, but what, what, what about Lishmo? It says, right? So it says, Why couldn't you have said, since I could have told the guy, go do it inside the Beit HaMikdash. So the, the fact that I did, in other words, if we're always looking at potential, so yeah, I slaughtered it, I slaughtered it, I slaughtered it for the sake of a Korban Asham, but I could have done it as a Korban Ola inside the Beit HaMikdash, so maybe I should say that it had the potential to be a good Korban on that day, so why am I uh, not considering it a good Korban outside the Beit HaMikdash? Fine, I did it Lishmo, but maybe I should have done it, uh, I could have done it Shilo Lishmo for a different purpose and Ola inside the Beit HaMikdash. So the answer is, you can't compare, because Satan Bayakira, Hacha, right, it says, over there, you require uprooting. Hacha, Pesach, Beshar, Yemot, Shana Shelamim, Ninhu. This is the Chidush of the second version, version of Rabbi Yochanan that is, more, that is more strict, basically. In other words, according to Rabbi Yochanan, Pesach is unique. All other korbanot, in order to repurpose them, 
you need to go into the Bet HaMikdash and do it correctly. Redesignate. Right, meaning you have to redesignate it, so you would have to go into the Bet HaMikdash, and if you do it outside the Bet HaMikdash, Shiloh Lishmo, right? So the, actually in that case, the Shiloh Lishmo is going to be worse, because shilo, right? Because Shiloh Lishmo means you're making it an Ola, which it could be, it could be an Ola. Right? But if you do it Lishmo outside, we don't say, well, since you could have done it... You could have brought it into the Bet HaMikdash and said, this is going to be a Korban Ola, so therefore it's also a Korban Ola when you do it outside. We don't say that because since you didn't uproot the status, it's the status quo, and you brought in Asham. We don't look at, the, we don't look at what it could have been. But when it comes to Pesach, Rabbi Yochanan is saying, according to this, the opposite of what we said before. Because before we said, in order, if you have a Pesach and you offer it on 300, the other 364 days of the year, you have to uproot the status of Pesach in order to do it. Now he's saying the opposite. He's saying automatically 364 days of the year, a Korban Pesach is a Shlamim. Defaults. Right. Defaults to a Shlamim automatically. Therefore, whether you did it Lishem Pesach or you did it Shelo Lishmo, it's considered a Shlamim automatically. The rest of the year. It doesn't matter what you said or what you thought. Because right, because it is a really type of shlamim. Right, however, so, so therefore it doesn't really require uprooting. So it's the opposite of before. Before we said, no, Pesach, in order to change it to be a shlamim, it has to be in the Beit HaMikdash. So if you changed it, if you tried to change something outside the Beit HaMikdash, it won't work. So whether you had in mind for it to be a shlamim or you had in mind for it to be a Pesach on 364 days of the year, it's invalid anyway. Because you right because you didn't do it properly in the Beit Hamikdash redesignate it so that would mean that you're always exempt because it's always it's always going to be a uh, uh, I'm sorry it's going it's going to be yeah you're going to be exempt because it's going to be a korban pesach right but according to Rabbi Yochanan's second version automatically a korban pesach the default is that it's a shlamim so no matter what you thought you did a valid shlamim outside the Beit Hamikdash if you did it 364 days of the year. According to this, he doesn't need it. By default, goes to become a shlamim. So that's the two opposite extremes. Does it require redesignation in the Beit HaMikdash? And therefore, whatever you did outside the Beit HaMikdash, it's not going to be valid anyway. Or the opposite, that it doesn't require redesignation. Automatically, it's considered a shlamim if it's not Erev Pesach. And therefore, automatically, you slaughtered outside the Beit HaMikdash a shlamim. That's, that, that, that's the second version of Rabbi Yochanan. Now we said that, so, uh, and Rav Ashi Matne Chayav. So Rav Kedamrina. So Rav Ashi had the version of Rabbi Yochanan that you're liable in every case. So Rav Yirmiyah midifti matne patur. So Rav Yirmiyah midifti had no patur. Kasavar pesach shemot hashana by akira vakirat chutzav shmei akira upligad Rav Chidke Abar Tovi. So you have a machloket basically in this basic, you know, this fundamental question that everybody agrees a pesach could potentially become a shlami. The question is, do you need to do that redesignation in the Beit Hamikdash or no? It's not really a redesignation. It's a default. Uh, default status of a Korban Pesach any other day of the year is a Shlamim. So if it's offered outside the Beit HaMikdash, automatically it's like you offered a Shlamim outside the Beit HaMikdash and you're going to be liable. That Machloket stance. Now, the Gemara goes on. Once you've done the lottery, once Kohen Gadol did the lottery and he designated which is Shalshem and which is Lazazel, so now we know the one Lazazel is definitely not a Korban. The one Lashem is definitely a Korban. If slaughtered outside the Beit HaMikdash, you're going to be liable. Right? Tanu Rabbanan, the rabbis taught, Right, so this is a korban. This is the pasuk that describes the person who slaughters a uh, an offering outside and does not bring it as a korban to Hashem, but does it outside. Right, so now it's gonna it's gonna discuss the parts of this pasuk. So it's quoting Rashi quotes the beginning of it, but basically this is the middle of a discussion. O korban ani afilu It should say oh instead of e right. I would think from the word korban that even if you slaughtered kotche bedek that means animals that belong to the Beit Hamikdash but are not 
uh, are not korbanot, you might say, Shiniku korban, since they're called a korban, because it says after the war of Midian, that they brought a korban to Hashem when they brought the uh, gifts of the gold and everything, the jewelry. It's called a korban, even though it's obviously not really, uh, it's, it's bedek abayit. It's, it's something that's given as a uh, monetary donation. Still called the korban. So you might still think that if a person slaughtered an animal that belongs to the Beit HaMikdash outside the Beit HaMikdash, even though it's not really a korban, that you would be liable. It's saying it, you're only liable for something that d- wasn't brought to the door of the tent of meeting to the door of the Beit HaMikdash. In other words, only something that's supposed to be a korban, are you liable for slaughtering it outside the Beit HaMikdash as a, uh, you know, w- w- when it wasn't supposed to be. As a, if you take an animal that belongs to the Beit HaMikdash, you slaughter it outside the Beit HaMikdash and it wasn't a korban, so you destroyed their property, you owe money, you know, but you don't, uh, it's not considered a korban. So, otzi elu she'en wein lepetachol moed, it said we should exclude those things that are not really supposed to be korbanot. Now Rashi takes out the word parat chatat. Maybe you'll say regarding the siro mishtalech. Since it had the potential, it was a contender, right? It was in the running to be the seir lashem. It's just that the lottery designated it to be seir lazazel. But it could have been, you know, it could have potentially been the, uh, you know, uh, a, a korban. Right, it had a, uh, and Rashi says that uh, first of all, it does come into the Beit Hamikdash. You, you, you confess on it, but even more than that, it could have actually been, uh, it could have actually been the korban. Right, but the point is, it's actually like, in the, it comes into the Beit Hamikdash. And it functions in a way like a korban because you do a vidui on it, and it even could have been a korban if the lottery had gone differently. So you would think maybe if you slaughter that outside the Beit Hamikdash, you'll be liable. Talmud Amar Lashem, Mishem Yuchadin Lashem, Yatsu Elo Sheen Yuchadin Lashem. Right, so which comes to tell you, in other words, because it says Lavi Korban Lashem to bring a korban to Hashem, since this is La Azazel. So therefore, if you slaughter it outside the Beit HaMikdash, it's not considered slaughtering something that would have been sacrificed to Hashem. And even though there was a vidui done on it, and even though it could have been the Lashem, it wasn't. So therefore, you are not liable for slaughtering a Siyam outside the Beit HaMikdash. Now the question is, Lashem, Vilashem Lehotzihu, is the word Vilashem, because it says, Lavi Korban Lashem, you're saying that that is an exclusionary term. It limits it. It excludes Siyam Mishtaleach. But we have another case where we use that as an inclusive term. When it talks about how you're not supposed to bring anything that has a mum, it says, do not bring anything that has a mum. And we said, Lashem says, you shouldn't put the parts of it. In other words, not only should you not slaughter it as an offering, not only should you not put the blood, right? But even if you, after, it's a separate violation even to put the parts of that, that balmum on the Mizbeach. Right, and we said Lashem teaches you an additional thing, which is so you see Lashem includes How do you know that you're not supposed to uh, consecrate a korban that is mechusar zman, which is uh, a uh, which is uh, too young to be brought? Talmud Lamar korban Lashem Right, so that comes to include Mishtalech. So it's very funny because before, what did we say? That Lashem is to exclude the Seir Mishaleach because it's not designated for Hashem really. Right? Here we said you shouldn't consecrate an animal that's under eight days, Mechusazman. Right? And where do we learn it from? Because it says Lashem includes the Seir Mishaleach. So what, 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 what are you talking about? Before you, you just told me in the previous thing 
The previous halacha about slaughtering a korban outside the Beit HaMikdash, you told me that Lashem means, therefore, not including the Seirah Mishdalayach. If you slaughter it outside the Beit HaMikdash, it's not considered a korban. Now you're telling me that you're not allowed to consecrate a korban before it's eight days old, and Lashem means to include Seirah Mishdalayach. How could you have it both ways? Amar you have to look at the context. They're both in the context that makes sense. Why? Because Hatam da El Petach Lerabot, right? So over there, Lashem Lotzi. Since El Petach Oil Moed is including, it's saying anything you bring into the Beta Mikdash should not be slaughtered outside the Beit HaMikdash. So the word Lashem is limiting that to only the things, Leotzi, it's ex- it limiting it to only the things that are actual full korbanot. Over here, when we're talking about not bringing a Balmum, and we said the word Ishe excludes and says, don't even bring as a Balmum a, uh, uh, don't even put any of its parts on the, on the fire of the, bet, uh, of the altar. So then, Lashem Lerabot. The word Lashem in that Pasuk is coming to, uh, to include, to be an inclusive term. Right? So as she says, Seira Mishdaleach, Shere Eino Olele Ishim. Since you might have thought that the rule is that you can't have a Balmum, only a thing that goes on the Mizbeach. Right, that's why words uses the word Lashem to tell you that no, even though it doesn't go on the Mizbeach, right, and even though, uh, so therefore you might think it doesn't go on the Mizbeach, so it doesn't really, ha- I don't really have to care if the Seir Mishdalech has a mum, I don't really have to care if the Seir Mishdalech is younger than it's supposed to be, because it's not really going on the Mizbeach, so Lashem includes even the Seir Mishdalech in those rules. Of course, then the question is going to be, so it says, we said then, um Rabbi Rachmana, we needed to include the Sirah Mishdalech in these rules. But So you're telling me then that if I didn't have this special Pasuk, I would have thought that you could consecrate the Sirah Mishdalech even though it's less than eight days old. But how is that possible? But you can only have, we, we do the Goral with two Sirim. And they both have to be equally capable of being a korban because any one of them could be t- sh- t- chosen as the one Lashem. So how could you take one that's less than eight days old? What's the answer? Amar Yosef, Hamani, Hanana Mitzrihi. This is following Hanana Mitzrihi. The Tani we learned in the Brayta. Hanana Mitzrihi Omer, Afilu Dam Bakos. That even though, let's say you have a, uh, you slaughtered already the Seir, the, the blood goes in the Kodesh HaKodeshim. So you have the blood in the cup, meaning you already slaughtered the, uh, the, the first Seir, and the other one dies. The Seir Mishalech dies. So you could just bring another one. Don't worry about it. That's what he says. So it, maybe that shows you. So in that case, you don't need to have two candidates that are equal. Right? Because, because you're choosing a, a replacement. So you, maybe you could choose one that's even under eight days old. That's what it's saying. In other words, the reason why you need the pasuk to tell you that you can't have balmum or you can't have things that's eight, under eight days old is because you might have thought that when you're choosing the Seir Mishalech, it's not a korban anyway, might as well choose, any, you can choose anything. So it says, How do you know that Hanana Mitzri says you can just randomly pick any goat that you want and replace the Seir Mishalech? That's not what he means. He means you don't have to throw out the blood from this first Seir that you slaughtered, but you still have to bring two other goats, do a lottery, and of those, pick one Seir Mishalech. You still have to do that. It has to be done by lottery. So that means you're going to have to pick two that have all the qualifications. You're not going to be able to pick... One that, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to pick one that's under H. So therefore, El Amar of Yosef, Hamani, Rabbi Shimon, he. It's Rabbi Shimon. 
met echad mehen mevi chaver or shelo b'hagrala de Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says you can't. The, exactly what we thought Rav Chanan what we thought Chanan Mitzri said that you that if one of the, if the Sira Mishdalech dies, <coughs> if either of them die, according to Rabbi Shimon, once you've done the mitzvah of designating by a lottery, okay, and you if one of them dies, you can just replace it with any one that you choose. You don't have to do another lottery again. He doesn't agree with everybody else that each time you have to do a lottery. So therefore, you need a pasuk to tell you don't pick a balmum. Don't pick a underage, because why? You would think that you could, because it's going over a cliff anyway. What difference does it make? So therefore, it need a pasuk to tell. Now, Ravina Amar, Kegon Shehumam, Maybe it's talking about where, again, the whole question is, how can you ever have a case where you could even think of using a balmum, or even think of using an underaged animal for the korban, for the sa'il uh, How could you ever think that, since you always have to have two, one of them is going to be Lashem. So what about if you, de- if you did the uh, lottery already and then, and then all of a sudden a moon breaks out in the Sa'il Azazel, right? So what, what do you do? You have, to, you have to transfer the Kedusha to another one. So in other words, you have to transfer the Kedusha on another one. So you might think that you could do it on an underage animal, right? So, so the... Uh, uh, so the so therefore it's coming to tell you that you can't do it to an underage animal. In other words, even though you know that it doesn't have to, it's definitely not going to be a korban l'shem. You can't do it to an underage animal. How do you know that it even isn't allowed to have a mum? Right, because since it's going to go over the cliff anyway, the Tani says because it says you shall not have a burnt offering from things that have a mum. That's talking about the fats that go on the altar. And the kulan makes the How do you know that even if you took part of the fats of a bal mum, you can't put it on mayhem. Right, mizbeach zozu katamim. When it says ala mizbeach, right, you can't put it on the mizbeach. We're talking about the blood of a balmum and lashem the rabot siyamishdaleach. So there we're talking about siyamishdaleach. In other words, in both cases, you have two psukim. One pasuk that teaches you that underage applies to siyamishdaleach. This is telling you that mum applies to siyamishdaleach. Both of them are a chidush because you might have thought that once you know what the siyamishdaleach is going over the cliff anyway, why does it have to not have a mum? So that's a chidush. It can't have a mum. Okay. Now the Gemara says ve'itzterich. So the question is, you need to be told that the Sira Mishdaleach cannot have a mum, and you also need to be told that it needs to be old enough. Because if we learned that it has to be eight days or older, so that, um, you might have thought that's because it's, uh, it's not old enough. It's not complete, it's not like a complete animal yet. It's, it's time has not come yet. Right, but an animal that has a mum, it's old enough. It's at least a full fledged, you know, animal. So therefore, you can you could use it maybe, right? And on the other hand, if we only told you you can't use a balmum for the seira mishdaleach, so you might have thought because a balmum is like. Uh, disgusting. It's something lowly. We don't want to use it for a mitzvah. But but when it comes to a, when it comes to it's just a little bit young. There's nothing wrong with the baby. Maybe you'll think you could use it. So that's why you need both. But the point is that in a case where you just designate the Sira Mishdaleach alone, because it got a mum and you have to transfer the Kiddushah, or because, according to Rabbi Shimon, you could just replace one Sira Mishdaleach with another one because the Sira Mishdaleach died. You don't have to do the Goral again. You need to be told that you can't pick an inferior animal for that, or an underage animal. Now, there's a uh, there's another possibility, which is let's say the dealer, right, the dealer of the sirim had a sick person in his house on Yom Kippur, and he had to slaughter the mother of the sirim mishteleach on Yom Kippur. Ah, so what happens? We have a we have a thing of otoviad beno lotish chatu biyom echad. You can't slaughter otoviad beno. You're not allowed to slaughter the mother and the young in one day. 
And he went and he slaughtered the mother on Yom Kippur. Now, normally you wouldn't have slaughtering on Yom Kippur, so that's why it's saying it was he did it because he had emergency, right? He had emergency in his house, so he had to slaughter it. What? It's talking about Shriyash Mosakana. Obviously, oh, right? Was, uh, Obviously, yeah. So, so he had this order. So now, what do you do? So now the problem is that it's called mechusar zman. In other words, we're not talking about that the that the kohen that it was under eight days old. He's saying we're not talking about that because that would make no. He's saying let's forget about all these cases where the seir mishalech died and all that. Forget that. We don't and and we replaced him and we have to. It has. It's only according to Rabbi Shimon or Karamum. Forget about that. We're talking about a case where you had two perfectly fine sirim. Both of them were over, well over age. Both of them were perfect. But the problem was that the Sir Mishalach's mother was killed that morning. So therefore, you, you can't kill it now. What are you gonna, yeah, they got the message. So what are you going to do now? So it says So so that's what it means. Zman, the pasuk comes to tell you you can't now use it for Sir Mishalach. It's pasul because you're not allowed to kill it on the same day the mother died. So now it asks Gavna. What if the plane was already brought down? And for you can do the mom, even though it comes out to be Right, of course. But the, the other way you can't do. The other way, right, because because not it's How would that person know? The person's they must have told them somehow. I mean, I don't know how they got the message to them, but you know. Is it really prohibited? It's not shechita what you do to the Sira Mishaleach. So, and normally we say when we learn the halachot of Otoviet Beno, we learn the halachot, and you're only not allowed to do shechita on the mother and the son on the same day. If it died another way, it's not that doesn't apply. So why is it say so? It's not shechita. So it says Ha Amrei b'Marava Dechiato Latuk. Zohi shchitato, pushing it over the rock, that's the shchita, right, of the Sayyam Shalach. In other words, since that's how we kill it, so it's, it has the status of shchita for this purpose, and therefore you need a pasuk to tell you, you might have thought that you could go ahead and push it over because it wouldn't be included in the prohibition of Otoviet Bino, uh, and therefore it's coming along to tell you this chidush that it is considered under that prohibition, and therefore if the mother was killed that morning, you wouldn't be allowed to uh, have that candidate as a Seir Mishalech become Pasul, you have to do a, re- a redo and designate the new Seir Lashem and new Seir Mishalech for that purpose. Yeah.